أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه يجمعين أما بعد My dear and most respected brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته May the peace and blessings of Almighty God be with each and every one of you On Ramadan Mubarak once again in this blessed month of Ramadan we are now in the last part of this special month and the Prophet ﷺ divided the month into three parts. He said, Awaluhu Rahmah wa awsatuhu maghfira wa akhiruhu al-i'tku minanar. That the first part of this month is the time of Rahmah, the period of Rahmah. And this refers to the first ten days of the blessed month of Ramadan. A time for us to seek the Rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to achieve that in our lives. And the second part of the month of Ramadan, the Prophet said, Awsatuhu maghfira. Its middle part is forgiveness, maghfira. A time for us to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to achieve that forgiveness. And that refers to the second 10 days of the month of Ramadan. But the most important time of this month is certainly the last 10 days of the blessed month of Ramadan, the period of time that we are in right now. And the Prophet tells us that this is a time to gain freedom, to gain a, a special type of freedom, to achieve a unique freedom, and freedom is something that human beings yearn for. We, we strive to gain freedom, different types of freedom. But most people concern themselves with the freedom that's connected to this dunya. And so they want freedom from problems that, they, that affect them. They want freedom from illnesses and sicknesses that may come to them. They want freedom from problems that they are afflicted by. They want freedom from the calamities, the, the problems, the stress, the anxieties of the life and affairs of this dunya of this world. But the Prophet ﷺ tells us that Ramadan comes to visit us and brings with it the opportunity for the greatest freedom we can ever achieve. He tells us, Al-Itku Freedom from the fire of hell. 
This indeed is the true freedom that we can achieve in our existence. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, فَمَنْ زُحْزِهَا عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَاز And for the one who is saved from the fire of hell, the one who gains that salvation from the fire of hell, the one who gains that freedom from the fire of hell, and who is given entrance into Jannah, who is rewarded with, with, with Jannah, with the paradise of Allah, that is the person who has gained the true success in their existence, in the life of this dunya, and in the eternal life of the akhirah. And so that is the true freedom that Ramadan offers us. It contains now in this last 10 days a special night. The Prophet tells us verily in Ramadan there is a great night. A night which is greater in blessings than a thousand months. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in the Quran. This is the night of power, Laylatul Qadri. This great night, this special night in the blessed month of Ramadan. And the time that we're in right now is a time for us to search for Laylatul Qadr. The Prophet says, Man qama Laylatul Qadri, Imanan, Wahtisaban, Ghufiralahu, Matakadama, Min Dhambi. That whoever observes the Qiyam of Laylatul Qadr, or whoever stands up in prayer, in ibadah, in worship, on the night of power, on Laylatul Qadr, will have all their previous sins forgiven. This is such a great benefit and a great mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us look at uh, some of the hadith of the Prophet wasalam, some of the sacred statements and traditions from the Prophet wasalam, about why we were blessed with the great blessings of Laylatul Qadr. For certainly, this is a unique blessing for the Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Laylatul Qadr. No other Ummah is blessed with a night such as Laylatul Qadr. This is unique for the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Rasulullah Alaihi Salatu Wasallam. The Prophet Alaihi Salatu Wasallam would tell the Sahabas of the previous Ummah of the outstanding believers, some of them who followed the previous prophets. And he would mention to them of the case of believers before our ummah that would live for many years on this earth, for hundreds of years, some of them. And they would spend that time worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He mentioned the case of one of the followers from the Ummah of Musa salam, from Bani Israel who worshipped Allah for a thousand months dedicating himself for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so there were these outstanding examples from the previous Ummah and, and the Prophet wasalam, told his Sahabas that first generation of Muslims about this but they had this desire, this urge this passion 
to be the best of believers for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They wanted to compete with the previous believers, with the previous followers of the, the, the prophets that came before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But then the Prophet والسلام, had told them that the average age of his ummah, his followers, the members of his ummah, is what is between 60 to 70 years old. That is the average age of the members of his ummah. And they wondered, how can they compete with the believers that came before? Who would live for several hundred years, spending all of that time worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And the Prophet ﷺ himself wanted his followers to be the best of believers on the Day of Judgment in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed this ummah because of the Prophet ﷺ with the great blessings of this great night, Laylatul Qadr. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals about this night in the Quran. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Inna anzalnahu fi Laylatul Qadr. Wama adraka ma Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadri khayrun min alfi shahr. Tanazzalul malaikatu waruhu fiha biizni rabbihim min kulli amr. Salamun hiya hatta matula'il fajr. Inna anzalnahu fi Laylatul Qadr. Now, this surah establishes this night and its importance. Its importance or its significance or its greatness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first and foremost. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals in his final revelation about this night. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds this night in great esteem. It is a great night with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Laylatul Qadri Khayrim in Alfi Shahrin. This is uh, the, the statement, the declaration of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not us, it is not Muslims, it is not Muslim scholars who are saying that this night is great because they want to say that. No, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God Almighty, in this Quran, in His very revelation, who is making this declaration and this statement. Laylatul Qadri Khayrim in Alfi Shahrin. This night of power is greater in blessings, is better than a thousand months. 83 and a, and a third year, 83 years and four months. One night, with respect to his virtues and his blessings and his benefits and his greatness, it's better than that. It's not equivalent. It's not equal to 83 years and four months. It is greater than that. It is better than that. This is a statement, the declaration of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But look, look at the attitude of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, and the attitude of the noble companions, the Sahab al-Kiram, the noble companions of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with all of them. The Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam wanted his ummah to be the best ummah with respect to their worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with respect to their submission to Allah, with respect to their obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He wanted his ummah to be this. And many are the examples of the statements of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, in which he states this very clearly. This we must understand. This is the desire of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, our leader, our master, our guide. The door to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us, 
the one who takes us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then the attitude of the Sahabas, the companions, they knew this about the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. And they now of their own wanted to be the best of believers ever in the history of humanity, in the history of creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of all the creation of Allah, they wanted to be the best believers for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was their attitude. This was their mindset. This was their focus. This was their devotion. And they wanted, they were willing now to do anything that they had to do to be the best. They did not want to settle for being second best. This is important for us to recognize because it is something that we have lost as an ummah. This pursuit of excellence in everything that we do. And the Prophet ﷺ defined that for, for us. And it's a concept called Ihsan. Ihsan. And, and Jibreel ﷺ, the, the archangel, came to the Prophet and, and asked him, uh, Ya Rasulullah, akhbirni anil Ihsan. Tell me what is Ihsan. And the Prophet ﷺ says, And ta'abud Allah ka'annaka tarahu fa'innam takun tarahu fa'innahu yaraka. To worship Allah as if you can see him. And if you cannot see him, then you must know that he sees you. So we are, we are conscious at all times that we are always in the presence of Allah. Either by way of mushahada, or by way of muraqaba, that we are ever vigilant, that we are in the presence of Allah. And therefore, we strive to be the best we can be at all times and in all conditions. This was the way of the Sahabas. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevated them. Truly to be the best of believers. Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas. By the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevated them to be the best of believers. They wanted this, they desired this. Not, not to be arrogant towards other people. Not to treat other, others as second class, as second best. Not to trample on the rights of others. No, none of that. They wanted it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The pure niya, the pure purpose, this ikhlas of niya in their hearts. That they want to be, wanted to be the best believers for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa wanted this from his ummah, from us. And so this is our striving. And this is a great lesson when we look at the origins of Laylatul Qadr. And how it came about to be this great blessing for us. This was the desire. And then look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds to the desire of his, of his beloved Habibullah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet wanted it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed him a way that his ummah, his followers, can be the best followers, the best believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the blessings of Laylatul Qadr. Inna anzalnahu fi Laylatul Qadr wa ma adraka ma Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr khayru min alfi shahar. This is a secret now contained that the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He puts into Laylatul Qadr is that it is greater than a thousand months. Which if we divide a thousand months by 12 is 83 years and four months. 83 and, and a third year. 
And now that is more than a lifetime. Remember what the Prophet ﷺ told the Sahabas, that the average age of his followers of his ummah is what is between what is between 60 and 70 years. In other words, the Muslims would live on an average that time. Of course, there are those who would die before uh, that age or those who may die after, but this is the average age of members of this ummah. Now, 83 years is more than that, so it's more than a lifetime. And so the blessings of one Laylatul Qadr is greater than a lifetime. Think about achieving that let's say for 10 years, 10 months of Ramadan to achieve that. And we, we've already surpassed the previous believers in the blessings we receive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds to the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa because of Rasulullah alayhi salatu wa It's not because of us. It's not because of the Muslims. Look how we are. Look how we live and behave. We are so far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We, we, we live our lives with sins and we, we disobey Allah and we, we, we don't take that uh, as anything important. Subhanallah. We don't deserve that blessing. We, we, we haven't done anything to deserve that blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it is true, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, because Rasulullah, he is the Habibullah, he is the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa taala, and Allah subhanahu wa taala treats his beloved in this way. He treats his Habib with this special care, this special concern. From the moment of his birth and before, to the time of his death and after. And until the day of judgment and in the hereafter, the message of Allah is the Habibullah. He is the beloved of Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows his desires, knows the desires of the Prophet even before the Prophet would open his mouth to make dua to Allah. And oftentimes the Prophet would not even do that. Look at the change of the Qibla from Jerusalem to Mecca. It was the desire of the Prophet that he, he has a unique Qibla for his followers. And Jerusalem was already shared with the Ahlul Kitab. And so he wanted the city of his birth, Mecca al Al-Kabatul Musharrafa, to be this Qibla. And then Allah subhanahu even without the Prophet saying anything, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in this Quran to change the Qibla, to honor his beloved, his Habib. And in many, throughout the Quran, in many ways, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honors him. And this Laylatul Qadr is another honor that is given to the Ummah of the Prophet because of the Prophet The Haud, the, the blessed spring, the blessed fountain of the Prophet in the hereafter. It is a special gift given to the Prophet for his Ummah, for his true followers. That when they would drink from his beloved hand, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to drink from the blessed hand of the Prophet on Yom al Qiyamah from his Hawda Sharif, from his blessed spring. When we, when, when we drink or when anyone drinks from that spring, they would never feel thirsty thereafter. And that's a special blessing for the Ummah of Rasulullah because of the Prophet. So think about. The attitude of the Prophet ﷺ and his mindset.
the attitude of his companions, the noble companions, the noble, that first community of believers, and how they responded to the Prophet And think about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us, this ummah, because of his beloved messenger Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so now we have this opportunity to compete with the previous believers, to be better than them, if only we would purify our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at the yardstick that is used to measure superiority with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not class, the class that we belong to. It is not race. It is not nationality. It's not ethnic origin. None of that. It is not wealth. It is not money. It is not position in the dunya. Because these are the yardsticks so many people today in society would use to decide and determine who is better than whom. But not so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is only taqwa of Allah. And so anyone from any race or ethnic origin in this world can be the best of believers with Allah. If they have taqwa of Allah, if they strive to purify the relationship with Allah. And so the Prophet taught us that from the example of the Sahabas. The Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq from the nobility of Quraysh who became this great believer. But there is also the example of Sayyidina Bilal from the, 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 the lowest levels of the social ladder of, of society in Mecca, an Abyssinian slave who rose to become among the greatest of believers that the Prophet told Sayyidina Bilal, Ya Bilal, I heard your footsteps in Jannah. I heard your footsteps in Jannah. This is why Bilal is still alive here in this dunya. And the Prophet gave him the glad tidings of Jannah. His, the fact that he was a slave, he started off his Islam being a slave, being an Abyssinian slave, uh, did not prevent him from rising to the highest level of the believers because it is taqwa that takes us there. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevates us through taqwa. And this is what we need to do for, with Laylatul Qadr. This is what we need to get out of Laylatul Qadr. This purification of our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By our worship of Him, by our submission to Him, by our surrender to Him, by this istislam and taslim to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The example of, of Salman al-Farisi. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned about Salman, innahu min ahli bayti, that he is from me, he is from my family. Even though he is not related by blood to the Prophet ﷺ, but because of his relationship with the Prophet ﷺ, his dedication to the Prophet, his commitment to the Prophet, his willingness to serve the Prophet and follow the Prophet ﷺ in every little way, he became to be from among the family of the Prophet Salman al-Farisi. And, and, and so be mindful about this. Laylatul Qadr gives us this wonderful opportunity. The origin of this night, this great night, Laylatul Qadri Khayrum in Alfi Shahar, the night which is greater in blessings than a thousand months. What do we do with this night when we find it? How do we search for this night? The last 10 nights of Ramadan is the opportunity, is the time for us. A time for us to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with devotion, with faith, with the expectation of reward, 
to gain that ultimate victory from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam says, Man qama laylat al-qadri imanan wahtisaban ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambi. Whoever observes laylat al-qadr, whoever stands up awake, whoever is awake during the night of laylat al-qadr, with faith and devotion and with expectation of reward from Allah will have all their previous sins forgiven. This is the opportunity for us, the opportunity for us. But in closing, let me uh, state this point of reminder for all of us. Islam and Iman, faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not just words, it is action. We need to have deeds, we need to do work. This is the way of the Prophet alayhi salatu and the way of the Sahabas. They would stay, stand up in prayer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They would spend this night awake praying to Allah, engaging in ibadah for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet alayhi salatu did it, the Sahabas did it, the Tabi'een did it, the Tabi Tabi'een did it. And all the succeeding generations did it. All the Imams of this Ummah, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Malik, Imam Ahmad, Imam Shafi, the Imams of this Ummah did, did it. The Awliya of this Ummah did it. Do we think that we are better than them? That we can just have an easy Islam? That we don't do anything but we expect the Jannah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No, certainly not. So let us roll up our sleeves and tie our waist to use those expression in a symbolic way and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on uh, these nights of Ramadan that we would gain the blessings of Laylatul Qadr. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and bless our entire family, especially our young ones, our young children and our grandchildren. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless the entire Muslim community and grant us the blessings of Laylatul Qadr and grant us Kabul in this month of Ramadan and grant us freedom from hellfire. In this month of Ramadan, Amin Yabal Alameen wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.